the children come Don't dare drive them away And then the kingdom comes Hear the holy foolish things they say The springtime of their life decides The adults they'll become So let the children come Children's Bible Journey with stories and songs just for kids. We have a dramatized Bible story coming up, but let's get today's program started by singing some praises to our awesome God. I am happy because when I am weak, 
truly strong.
about Jesus sure makes your heart feel happy. We'll do some more singing in a few minutes. Now let's get back to our continuing Bible story from the Bible in Living Sound. After the death of Moses, the angel of the Lord spake unto Joshua, saying, Moses, the servant of the Lord, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan thou and all this people, unto the land which he gave them. As God was with Moses, so will he be with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Only be thou strong and very courageous, and do all according to the law which Moses his servant commanded thee, for then thou shalt have good success. Then Joshua called together the officers of the army and commanded them, Pass through the camp and order the people to prepare a supply of food. For within three days we shall cross the Jordan to attack the city of Jericho. <laughs> Jericho is the key and gateway to the land of Canaan. With God's help, we shall be victorious. <laughs> Afterward, Joshua called two men into his tent. I want you to cross over the Jordan secretly and enter the city of Jericho. You will bring back information about the strength of the city's fortifications. I want to know how many soldiers there are within the walls, whether the mood of the citizens is one of confidence or whether they fear us. Yes, sir. You can rely on us. Go, then, with God's blessing. So far, so good. At least we got into Jericho. It's a big city. And this marketplace is really busy. We'd better split up. That way, if one of us is caught, the other still has a chance to get back. Right. I'll cross to the city and try to find out how big the garrison is and how the people feel. You follow the walls around the city. Note the number of gates and how strong the walls are. We'll meet again at sundown. Where? See that house up there? Yes. Right on the wall? Yes. We'll meet there at the corner. Who is it? Two travelers. What do you want? A little food and water. Well, go to an inn. There's one close by. We'll pay you well. Well, I... I don't know. Two pieces of gold. Oh, all right. Give me the money. I've got to have the money first. All right. Here it is. Where are you two from? Oh, uh, from far away. You're Israelites, aren't you? I can tell by the way you speak. Uh, we're from... Uh, Mesopotamia. We uh, you came... don't have to be afraid of me. I shan't give you away. I've heard a lot about you Israelites, how you escaped from Egypt and how Pharaoh's army was destroyed in the Red Sea and, and how you defeated King Sihon of the Amorites and Og of Bashan. 
No one can stand against you. You're too powerful. You'll capture Jericho, too. We don't stand a chance. I... Open up in the king's name. Quick, you two hide. Hide on the roof, under the flax, quick. If you don't open up, we'll break the door down. I'm coming, I'm coming. Two suspicious-looking men were seen entering your house. They're believed to be Israelites sent to spy on us. Now, stand aside now. Don't waste time searching the house. There were two strangers here a little while ago. I don't know where they were from, but they left only a few minutes ago. If you hurry, you'll overtake them. Uh, which way did they go? Toward the gate. Thanks, lady. You're welcome. See, you're still here. Yes, uh, thanks to you. Have they gone? Yes, but you must leave at once. How shall we escape? Now that they're searching for us? There is a way. But first, you must give me a promise. All right. I know the strength of your God. Nothing can stop him from making you victorious. Now, therefore, I, I pray you swear unto me by the Lord, since I've showed you kindness, that you will also show kindness to me and to all my family. Swear that when you capture our city, your soldiers will not harm anyone in this house. We swear it. We will deal kindly and truly with you and all that are in this house. But how shall we get out of the city? I have a strong scarlet cord. My house stands upon the wall. I will let you down outside from a window. Good. But do one more thing. When the time comes for us to attack the city, bind this line of scarlet thread in the window. That way our soldiers will know that this is the house which is to be spared. But if you tell anyone about our business, then we will be quit of our oath. So be it. Now come quickly. I will let you down from the window. And the two spies escaped from Jericho and hid in the mountains for three days until their pursuers had given up their search. Then they made their way back to the camp of Israel. We'll continue the Bible story tomorrow, and if you would like to have these stories to listen to at home, you can call the Bible in Living Sound at 1-800-634-0234. That's 1-800-634-0234. Now here's some more music before we have to say goodbye. Do not commit adultery. That means be faithful to your husband or wife. When you grow up big and strong, you'll be ready to set sail Out upon the seas of a life, and you will never fail When you find the husband or the wife that God has planned for you You'll never cheat and serve them well, and remember to be promise to your mate and to the Lord. 
lemonade. Ah, oh, terrific. Yes, this is the life. A warm spring evening, sitting on the porch, hanging out with my beautiful granddaughter, Mariam. Oh, Grandma, I'm not beautiful. I look like a sheep. A sheep? Who told you that? Alexi Parrish, a guy at school. Oh, yes, Alexi. Didn't you once say he dyed his hair green? That's him. Then you would certainly want to value his opinion on what's beautiful and what's not. <laughs> I see what you mean. But I wish I looked different. What would you change? Oh, my nose, my ears, my eyes. Basically everything from the hair down. Let me ask you a question, Mariam. All those movie stars you see in the magazines, do you like the way they look? Sure, they're beautiful. Then why are they always having painful and expensive operations to change the way they look? Why are they spending thousands and thousands of dollars to shorten their noses, lengthen their chins, tuck their tummies, stretch their necks, or fatten their lips? If they're so beautiful, why do they keep trying to change? That doesn't make much sense. What makes sense is to just sit back and be satisfied with the way God made you. Stay healthy and strong. But try to look like a movie star? <laughs> That's just silly because they don't even like the way they look. By the way, I happen to know why they go through all those operations. You do? Yes. Every one of them wants to look like my granddaughter, Mariam. Oh, Grandma. Jesus wants to be our friend. He has placed in our hearts a desire to share our deepest secrets and brightest hopes with him. This program was brought to you by the Children's Ministries Department of the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists. you've joined me today for another story just for you. Chapter 7, Real Live Rattler. 
After the lunch things were packed away, Jake said, We'll leave in about 45 minutes, so you have some time to play around on the beach. Dee Dee and the boys began skipping rocks on the water. Jenny decided to try building a stone castle with the mud and rocks at the river's edge. Maria walked slowly back to her log, thinking hard and praying. What do I do, Jesus? Help me, please. Fifteen minutes later, Chris climbed up on the log beside her. For a while, neither said a word. Maria stared straight ahead at the river for a few minutes. She said another prayer, asking Jesus to help her talk to Chris, like Dee Dee suggested. Finally, Maria took a deep breath and asked, What bad things did you tell Dad about me the night before we left to come here? I don't remember telling him bad things about you. Maria's face got red and her voice got louder. You lie about me and don't even remember? Okay, what did you hear? I heard you and Dad talking about me, and then I heard you tell Dad not to say anything. Chris got a funny look on his face. Were you listening when I was talking to Dad in my bedroom? You are supposed to be in your room. So you do remember. Cool it, sis. Tell me what you heard that was so bad. And how come you were listening at my door anyway? Maria hesitated, feeling a lump rising in her throat. She drew a deep breath. I was going to the bathroom, and I heard Dad's voice in your room. He said, oh, she does, does she? Well, she'll soon find out differently. Then you said, don't tell her I told you, Dad, or she'll be mad at me. And Dad said, oh, I won't tell. She'll find out. Then I heard Mom coming, so I ran to the bathroom. Chris turned to Maria, a puzzled look on his face. And you are mad at me for that? She nodded. The lump in her throat was getting bigger. She decided not to say anything about the note she found. Not yet, anyway. Chris paused. Then he said, I didn't lie about you, you know. I didn't even say anything bad. But maybe you've got the wrong idea about this. I can't tell you what Dad and I were talking about, so you just have to trust me. You'll find out all about it next week. Chris slid off the log and ran to join the other boys. Let's go, Jake yelled a few minutes later. Maria slid off the log and started toward the raft. Come on, Maria, Dee Dee called. It's time to get into our wetsuits. Maria pasted a smile on her face. Coming! Back on the river, Maria forgot her troubles for a while. She felt the raft lift and drop, twist and turn. But the part she liked best was the time between the rapids because the raft floated silently and no one spoke. She liked looking for animals on shore. Sometimes they spotted wild animals looking at them. Plop! Splash! What was that? Willie asked. A fish. I imagine it was jumping out to take a look at you, Jake replied. Look, Sammy said excitedly as more fish jumped. Did you see that? Yep. Fish sure love this part of the river, Jake said. Look down into the water. Wow, Chris said. I see a big fish. And here's one, Dee Dee cried. Maria couldn't help herself. She joined the fun of finding fish in the deep, clear water. I see three down here, she squealed. Are they salmon? Mr. Shoe asked. Yep, and there are some bull trout, too. Jenny looked, too. They're so big. Why, some of them salmon get as big as 35 pounds. My dog Coco only weighs 20 pounds, Willie exclaimed. For a few more minutes, they watched the salmon swim below them and jump in front of them. Jake muttered to himself, where is that varmint? He should be here somewhere. There he is. Who, the kids wanted to know. Well, you just watch that big flat rock over there on the bank. I don't see, Chris began. Where, Didi asked. Jake steered the raft. There's nothing there. It's just a bumpy old rock. Oh, Maria gasped, spotting a large spotted snake covering the top of the rock. 
He must like the warm sun, Mr. Teller commented. Is that a rattlesnake? Sammy asked, his eyes as big as baseballs. Nope, just a gopher snake, Jake told the kids as he let the raft drift even closer to the bank. Looks a lot like the rattler, but he only looks scary. He's pretty harmless. Dee Dee screwed up her face. I'm sure it's slimy, though. Naw, Jake drawled. Then snakes are about as slimy as an old boot in the desert. Hey, his big spots are almost square, Sammy said. Look at his face, Marie was getting excited. It looks like he's wearing a tiny headband down over his eyes. Jake chuckled. I never heard it called that before, but you're right. I gotta tell that one to Tom. Jeff guided the boat slowly along the bank, just inches from the boulders. Suddenly, Chris and Sammy shattered the stillness with shouts. Jeff! Rattler! They scrambled away from the rocks to the other side of the raft. Maria gasped as she looked into the eyes of the large, coiled rattlesnake. Jeff shot out the oar and punched the nearest boulder sharply, jerking the raft away from the shore. The shoebox kids plainly saw the snake's brown diamonds shining in the sun. No one spoke for a few moments as the raft picked up speed. Well, if that don't beat all, Jake said, wiping his forehead. A real live rattler, Chris said, looking like he'd just received a million dollars. Okay now, hold on to your hats now, Jake ordered. We've got two more rapids before we get to our camp at Rustler's Cove. The story you've heard today is a chapter of the Shoebox Kids, Book 11, Rattlesnake River Adventure, written by Sandy Zog, edited and created by Jerry D. Thomas, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Let the children come. Don't dare drive them away. And then the kingdom comes. Hear the holy foolish things they say. The springtime of their life decides the adults they'll become. The children come, please let the children come. Children's Bible Journey was brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio and is a production of Life Talk Radio at lifetalk.net.